Hey guys, it's me, Danny. Now in my 20s, I thought I knew everything. Couldn't tell me nothing. Then I hit my 30s and I didn't think I knew anything. I wished somebody would have told me something. But now that I'm living in my 40s, I'm real comfortable living this life in the Middle Ages. So I thought I'd get together with a couple of my friends who also are in that same age bracket so that we can have some talks about what I believe are some shared experiences. Now, either you've gone through them, you will go through them, or you know somebody who went through them. It's all about conversation. It's all about community here. So listen, comment down below if you have anything to say. If you don't, just make sure you subscribe so you know we're here every week. Like it if you really just like what's going on and share it with a friend if you know somebody who could benefit from what's going on. So let's sit back and see what the people have to say. My name is Jen and I am... 51 years old. 51 give you 10 good already in. 10, 10 good already. I feel like in the middle. Like you're you're the middle. You're the middle of the middle ages. I am. I am. But you know what? Mm, yeah, I guess so. You're right. You're right. It's a good, it's a good age to be though. It feels good. Hmm. Good. Why? It feels good because I've learned a lot. I've experienced a lot. And now it's actually, it's like, it's actually the time for me to try different things. It's almost like it's giving you permission to yeah. try, <laughs> to try something new. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good feeling. Do you feel like you ran into your 40s or you feel like you tiptoed in? Like, were you like, I'm in my 40s now and like um, confidently in your 40s? Or do you feel like you tiptoed in? And, and and that is even if you consider like, did you take a moment to realize like I'm in my 40s? This is like technically the middle ages. You know what? I didn't really feel as though I was in my 40s until I turned 44. For whatever reason, that number kind of threw me a little bit, <laughs> threw me into reality, right? Looking over that hill on 49, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> 40, 48, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. I could, so 50. I could see 50. Do you feel like you were more nervous about turning 40 or more nervous about turning 50? I was much more nervous about turning 40 than I was turning 50. Okay. I wanted to run into 50, to be honest with you. I wanted to, I, I'm, I like being this age. I had a feeling that it would be a little more, um, I don't know, how do you say it? Uh, not necessarily fun, but just this is when you have already been formed. You have made your mistakes. You've done great things. You've 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 just been open to some things. Um, experienced things, and I just felt like fifty. First of all, that's half of a hundred. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, 
you're just going towards the you're going towards the getting older. So this is a good time to do some things um, as as a parent of an adult child. I don't have the responsibility anymore. <laughs> Which Life is different, for real. It really is. Grown, you got how many children? I have one. I have one daughter and one grand granddaughter. Oh, all right now. I know. I want before we get there. I want to ask you one more. Th- I want to ask you a thing. Now I don't even know if this is something you pay attention to, but you turned fifty right as the pandemic was hitting I did right so do you feel like do you feel like you're grateful for a year where since we were in the house it gave you more time to reflect on yourself and in like the transition into 50 or do you feel like you wish you would have been able to like hit the street more because you had just turned 50 oh oh wow that's a good question I actually I actually enjoyed being at home that that year, right? Because I think it allowed me to have a little bit more self-reflection and there wasn't the hustle and bustle about that. At first I was a little like, I was a little little sad, if you will, because, you know, of the whole celebration of the birthdays and thinking that it would be 50. I keep seeing a lot of, a lot of, people with the 50 and fabulous expected the 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 fanfare right only because I've seen it but then when I didn't get that it just in that moment I kind of felt a little bit a little bit sad but then I realized a, a few days later this is actually this is actually feeling good I'm going I celebrate myself and so it allowed me to it allowed me to uh, come up with some bucket lists, checklists, you know, that I may want to do. So. And my birthday is at the top, of, is at the top of the year. So I have literally lived through every month and be able to experience the year with it, like the number. Right. You know? so, so that was a good feeling, actually. That was a really good feeling. So that means 55, it's got to be done big. 55, you know, and even if it, even if it isn't to be able to reach that, I think there's something significant about that right now. It's year to year. It's month to month to be, to be honest with you. (laughs) But you know what you did? If I can remember back, you did have a pretty significant birthday trip though. Because, because I did. you went what you went where you started. I did. I Which, certainly did. Okay. I went. I went back to the place where I was born, mm-hmm. and that was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was really really awesome. And got it in before the borders got shut down. Oh my goodness! I came back maybe two week and a half before the borders got shut down. Yeah, just about a week and a half. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing, right? <laughs> well, you see, and that was the start of that was the start of of a great year. Yeah. That was the start of a, a year of reflection. <laughs> and you know, I feel like there was a lot of grace that was given to me in order to experience what I experienced. Mm-hmm. 
that that that's that really was dope though. That really was dope. That 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 happened right beforehand. Okay, so let's touch on. We're gonna let's not touch on. Let's get in as deep as you ready to go about mm-hmm. <laughs> about the topic for today, which is what the feelings are when your adult child comes home. Now, if you don't mind me already saying, you had your adult child come home. Now you are in another phase where your adult child will be coming home with a a child, with a child. Oh, my goodness. So let's talk about getting the both, like go, go wherever we need to go. Okay, well, there are a lot of places that we need to go. This boat may go to the left, <laughs> to the right. That's all right. <laughs> it, it, may, it may go uh, to the equator. Girl, let me tell you. I rode roller coasters before. I know how you got to do like this. And I see the Jamaican bobsled team, you right, know, right. <laughs> hitting the little go to the side, go to the sides. You know, you, know, you ride you a bike. Hold on. Right, you just have to hold on. Let's get it. So... Okay, so let me let me say this. So my daughter went went away to, to college. I boohooed. That was that was really that was a tough time um, for me because that was yet another transition in life, right? Uh, I raised her as a single parent. We were pretty much attached. She's my only child, and I wanted her to go away. I wanted her to have that experience, so she did. First few months, I was a little bit saddened about it. But can I tell you, can I tell you a secret? <laughs> I won't tell nobody. Okay, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. I won't tell nobody. Those three years, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was loving it. I never realized, had not realized that it would have felt so great. That was the first time in my entire life that I was by myself ever, like living for years alone. In your 40s? In my 40s. It was magical. It was absolutely magical. (laughs) And so you you begin to have this routine and, 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 and I don't know, you're cooking just for yourself. You know, that that takes a little how do you do that? You stand around there like, how do I do this? Girl, let me tell you, I had to buy smaller pots. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, had to, I had to, I had to yes, I purposely bought smaller pots. Um, and I only bought two of them because it's just me. Why right? all the dishes? Why do all the dishes? Paper, Why do paper, I do all the dishes? Listen. <laughs> you don't have to cook if you don't feel like it. Right. Right, so or, smaller or when you cook. want to. I'm sorry. You could cook when you want to instead of I got to make sure they got dinner so I can make sure they go to bed at a certain time. Like, yeah, it's a different thing. It is a different. <laughs> it's a different, <laughs> it's such a different thing. It's such a different now, thing. So I, so I got used to that. Oh. Let me just ask: since you, since you're saying that you, it had been the first time you lived on your own, have you actually ever lived on your own? before then no okay so since that was happening is that something you realized was going to happen and you were fearful of it or did that just hit you 
while you were mourning the 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 way your relationship with your daughter worked before she went to school you mean if i was like did it were you when you were preparing for her to go away to school okay did you actually in um come to terms with the fact that this would be the first time ever in my life that i will be living alone or did that was that a, that part of your story hit you after you were in it it hit me after it actually after it hit me on on the way back it hit me on the way back after i dropped her off i was on my way home so we were in washington dc driving back to pittsburgh and i realized oh my goodness when i put that key in the door it's really just going to be me for a long period of time of course of course, I've been by myself for, for days because right, right. you know she would go on vacation or with her friends or whatever. But the thought of not having anyone there, it really hit me on the way home. Mm -hmm. Had not thought about it before. Mm -hmm. And that brought some sadness to me as well. <laughs> because I'm like, wait a minute. I How don't is this know gonna it, work? But I don't yes. think about it. Mm. I don't know that, that living, but I have been thinking about it it's mm -hmm. because I, I know, you know, people like you and I, you know, watch and see what's going on. So you get that kind of, you know, forewarning. Mm -hmm. So there was three years of that. There was three years of coming home just for a few days and going back. Matter right. of fact, I would buy her ticket to go back. <laughs> but it's time to go what you need a bus ticket i got that no problem i will take care of you but then the fourth year was the year that we had we were in the pandemic pandemic hit every right when you were transitioning right when i got a that comfortable turn 50. Yeah. A few weeks after turning 50. They said she got to come home. She has come home. Down. I was like, wait, are you, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Matter of fact, she had, she had an apartment off campus. Mm -hmm. I thought, how can I continue to pay so that she can stay there? You know? <laughs> I know that's right. I I'll pay for the apartment. Call me, call me when you're ready. It may sound like I don't love my child, but no, there is something about yeah. there is something about having an adult child. Even when she came home while she was in college, the the person I sent to school that was a teenager, young adult. If you are uh, just on the verge of being a young adult, right? Not yet independent. Right. But then the person coming home to visit, that's a person who's been independent of me. Never right. had to, did not have to ask me to go places. You know, she spent all these months at school doing, doing her own laundry, eating when she needs, wants to eat, shower when you want to shower, you know, all of the things. And, and I had to learn for a considerable amount of months so because she, she lived in her own apartment she literally functioned without concern of, of 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 another person exactly exactly she was living there two years you know her 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 
her sophomore and junior year. That's where she, that's where she was. So her coming home was really different because she did not have to ask my permission. The first, the first time she came home and she just like got a shower and left the house. I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's, happening? What's happening in here? You know? I didn't know. I, I didn't know if I should say something. I didn't know if it was okay for me to feel what I was feeling. Um, I, I just, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who to speak to about that. Yeah. Because I don't have any friends who, who was going through it, you know, this at the same time as I was, or even going through it at all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I actually asked my mom, <laughs> you know, because we all went through, she went through that with, with us. So right. I said, how do you, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? And she gave me really, really great advice. And I appreciated that. And so, um, and she says, your child went away as a child and she came back as an adult. Mm -hmm. She's been able to make her own choices and decisions without you. She may have called. Yeah. She called every day, you know, and we talked and, and, and she'll run things past me and everything. However, at the end of the day, she stood alone, physically stood alone to make those choices and decisions. So I did, I did, I, I have to tell you though, I did put some stipulations on her being in this house. Oh yeah. I mean, well, cause it's your house. It's my house. When it's my house. Home to your mom's house. You have mm-hmm. to act accordingly when you get there. And our kid, our kids know when they go to their grandparents' house, or they're in their right. grandparent space. It There's a way what you were doing at your house. Right. So right. some parameters here in these spaces. You, I mean, but they get that. They go to work. They go to school. Right. There are parameters everywhere. But you right. know, you know what was interesting though. When I set those parameters, she was looking at me like, "Wait, what? Are you? Are you serious?" <laughs> I said, "Yes, I am. I am." So. One of the one of the uh, parameters that I did put in place was that she wasn't allowed to walk into to my house at three a.m. I mean, at any time after three, you she couldn't walk in. So between and she, three and six, three and five, three and seven. I'm sorry. Is that that was the time? Like, was, was it like not after three, not before six, not Girl, after? Girl, I didn't even ever think yeah. about the before. <laughs> I gave I gave both. Oh no, I never not before. It never even dawned on me to say between three and what. I just said, I just said after if you if you come in after three or think you're coming in after three, you have to go back wherever you came from. And it wasn't because I wasn't loving her, it was because I felt like I needed to have certain jurisdictions. And in, in, in my home, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want, I'm already now staying up late because you're, she's home and I'm worried, right? Yeah. <laughs> because she's actually in the city, same city with me and she's out and about and everything. But I wasn't feeling that way when she was in, at school. What, what a, a, a transition, right? 
because I certainly wasn't thinking, I mean, I thought about her, I but think, go ahead. No, I, I thought about her, but at the same time, it was, it was a different mindset when she was physically here. I then turned back into the caregiver. Mm -hmm. You did. That's what I was going to say. I think that you start to believe that you're not, you're now back to responsible for their, their safety when they're, they're not, we're we're not. We're not, we're not, but wouldn't you, wouldn't you say like, as a parent, it kind of just comes when your kids come over to you for, it's, it's kind of like when, when an infant is there and 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 a, and a mom is is um, weaning that child or you know they'll if they're breastfeeding and well used to breastfeed sometimes they're they leak or you know when when the, there's a reaction when the, when the child is is crying or when the child is is there and I kind of feel like it's an innate feeling when they come close now we are mom again. Yeah, I'm, I I don't disagree that that's not the thing that I'm just saying. I think that it is a a mental exercise that we have to, because if your child becomes 30 and you know what I'm saying, you're not going to still stay up when they're out. Right, for sure. So for sure. it's a mental exercise of relinquishing the responsibility for exactly exactly that's all yes you're right you're right because uh the fact that she came home for that year she not only came home by herself she was also expecting she was pregnant Mm -hmm. so there was another layer of the sense of parenting her as a young adult but also being mindful that she too was getting ready to be a mom and so there's some responsibilities uh, that she will have to take on herself, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I, even in the in the midst of that, I also even thought about or felt that I have two bodies that I have to now be responsible for. No one put that on me. Mm-hmm. I put that on myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I put that on myself. Mm-hmm. And so, so with her coming home. And also expecting, do you feel like there was a moment or a couple of moments where the standoff of two mama bears is yes. house? Yes. And so yes. When, when that happened, mm. how do you feel like you handled it? Okay, so... I know I I did not handle that well. Let me tell you, I know in hindsight, forget about hindsight, in the midst of, I know I didn't handle it well because we were, I I really like the way that you said that. Um, We were both bullheaded, really. We, We were both standing our ground as a parent as a mom, as moms, right? Mm-hmm. And adult moms at that. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was challenging. Mm-hmm. That was very, very challenging. Um, but what I found was I had to really sit back and think about 
all of the things that I have given her, right? The advice that I've given her, all the talks that we've had and all of the things that, that I taught her or didn't teach her, <laughs> all of those things kind of came back to me. And I said, you know, we do, I do have to allow her an opportunity to do what she feels that she needs to do because I have already given her those things. So, and I say, I don't know, I'm not always in the right. Mm -hmm. So you take the good, you leave the bad. If you want to hold on to the bad, you hold on to the, now it's her responsibility to figure out mm -hmm. how she is going to be. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah so it it's just it was one of those it was one of those times where we kind of um clash because i'm here to giving her advice i which i thought was advice oh this is what you should do you know you're pregnant or this is what you shouldn't do and and all things like that or she wanted to do a water birth and and i'm i said oh i'm not sure if that it's not me. I'm not the one that's expecting, right? She is a full grown adult. <laughs> and again, again, how do you, how do you pull back? Right. Um, how do you pull back and not feel as though you're not contributing to helping her to, to be the best? I don't know. It was, it was, it was a difficult time for me there wasn't arguments or anything. It was just a difficult time because um, I had to do a lot of reflection. I, I I would say for me, it was when I noticed that I was agitating more than I was helping. And then I felt mm -hmm. like now I'm on the wrong side of the fence because this ain't my... <clears throat> I, I, as a parent, didn't want to have to fight for my right to be a parent mm, okay. my family. And when I felt like I was making my daughter fight for her right to be a parent and parent her own way is when I would just be like, all right. It wasn't like I was walking around there like everything is love, whatever. It was, I am giving it in my way. I was like, all right, I mean, do, do what you're going to do with it. And I, I get, I, this is what I would do. You're not going to do that. That's your baby, you know, but <laughs> it was that feeling. Yeah, I, you're right. I shouldn't make you fight for how you going to do it. If, if the baby ain't safe, I'll see it. So, you know, right, right. Right. Um, here's a, here's a question. Sure. So you've had um, romantic live in at one point in life, right? Yes. And then you had your child come back in your home. Yes. Do you feel like the things that you would have asked beforehand or set forth beforehand are similar that you didn't do. Like thinking back on after your, because you and that person don't still live together. So there was some reason why that didn't happen. It doesn't happen anymore. Correct. correct. And there, there comes a time when you and your daughter weren't live, aren't living together either. So there was a time when that changed. Yes. Looking back over the time before they got there, do you wish that there were some things you had set forth beforehand? And do you think that they're similar in what you would set forth? Yes. <laughs> yes. I know that was a lot of question, but. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm digesting it. That, that was a really good question, though. It not 
not was, it is. It is a very, very good question because there, there were things that I realized that I should have put in place that I did not put in place. And this was in hindsight um, for both, for both situations, for mm -hmm. both, for both my, you know, my partner at the time and, and, and my daughter. So do you want to know what those things are? I mean, that's or up to you because <laughs> uh, like I said, it, like you said, she's coming back. She is. Oh my gosh. She's coming back. For and it's not a pandemic anymore, but she is coming back. And I asked that to ask, do you feel like those things have already been covered? Are you preparing to have that conversation about what it is, mm -hmm. you know, those things that you learned or, you know? Yes. yes. Well, I learned because I learned, I learned some things um, years ago with the situations that I was in with her leaving and coming back with my partner leaving um, or living with, with my partner and, and, and then living with my daughter. The, biggest takeaway for me in which I will be imparting onto her when she gets in and we have this conversation, it's boundaries. Mm -hmm. Boundaries in a sense of, in a sense of, um, you know, respecting, respecting each other's space in a sense of their mental space um, and allowing, allowing room I need her to allow allow me room to be who I am, mm -hmm. and and I need to allow room and space for her to be who she is becoming. Right. As 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 she you know as as my adult child and as a mother to my granddaughter. And just as a person in general, now she has to con she has to conform as well. There's a lot of there's a lot that she has to transition over. She's coming back home, you know. She's had an opportunity to live live alone. She lives out of state now and doesn't even come back to this house as that often. But I can imagine that it's not an easy thing for her to have to come back into a space that was um, originally ones that gave her boundaries and rules and, 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 um, parameters, if you will. So there's, there's that transition that needs to happen. There's that conversation that definitely needs to happen. And do you, do you feel like have, it would be beneficial to have another conversation with your mother? Because now you guys are all well, you all are parents to young adults pretty much, except for one, right? Yeah. Yes. So with that being with that being the case, would you feel like now you need to um now you need to my mom? Yeah, about how how she would feel, how she felt once mm -hmm. you all became adults and even coming back being an adult and coming back home my mom had the same situation pretty much that that I'm having 
because my siblings did go back as adults. They stayed away for a number of years uh, when they were in college. And then once they graduated from college, they were still living on their own. And then for whatever circumstances, whatever happened, they transitioned back to my parents' house and they're still there today. And they are in what, in their forties, <laughs> right? And so, yes, I would, I would like to have that conversation with my mom. Absolutely would, because I would like to take, get her perspective on, on, on how she felt and what did she do and, you know, just how to, how to maneuver. Although we are different people, I, her, her advice is, is super important to me. Right. Oh, cause I'm just curious. <laughs> well, here's my next question. Do the rules change? The rules is what? What, what? what do you mean? Well, you said that before, you know, there were some rules. Yeah, yeah. When she came in, it, is the mother, being a mother now, does that change some of, you know, what is required? Or it, does. It, it does. It does. It does. Um Because she's bringing, because my, she's bringing her family here, this is not a space of, as much as I love being a grandmother, it is not, my, my granddaughter is not my child. So I know that I have to figure out words, <laughs> sentences, phrases, conversations as to how to, you know, what are some things that we can put in place I don't necessarily want her to drop the child off or, you know, just leave the, leave the baby with me. And then she's out and about three, four times a week because she's going with her friends or she's going to the gym or she's, you know, you don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like I am not, um, I'm right. grandma. Right. I'm grandma. Right. And, and I, and I definitely agree. I'm grandma. If I want to, let me let you know that I would like to. But there should not be an obligation just because we're under the same roof that I will be available to, to mm. take care of her, to you know keep her while you decide to go out to socialize. Because again, I have grown tremendously since she has been gone. Right. I've got to know myself. I've got to know things that I like, foods that I like, places that I like to go, <laughs> um, you know, music that I like to listen to. And I don't feel like that should stop because she comes home. So in order to help that and remedy that, a conversation would have to be had. Now, do I know what how am I going to start this conversation? I don't know. I'm not sure yet, but I will definitely um, be having it. So before she comes home, is there something that you will be mourning, not being able to do when she comes home?
think so. I don't think so. I think I'm, I'm, I feel pretty established right now to, in knowing that she's, she's rather independent of me. Um, I don't think that I'm going to be mourning my space. Well, let me, let me just backtrack a little. She's coming home for the second time. The first time she came home, it was because of the pandemic and had to spend that, um, that year almost, yeah, that year with, with me while well, we spent it together. But then she's coming home this time because her boyfriend is going to be deployed. And so, um, And so because of, because of that, there was this question of, you know, mom, can we come home for six to nine months? Sure, absolutely. So this, this coming home is, how should I say? It's more of her choice. Mm -hmm. It's more of her choice. And I think when you make, when you're able to make your own choice, your own decisions in that way, you don't feel as tied down, right? And so I don't feel, I don't feel any obligation to change anything that I'm doing. I don't, I don't believe that that's, that's the case, but I guess I would have to wait to see how it, how it all works out. So, and what's the most exciting part about her coming home? The most exciting part, I, I want to say that the most exciting part for me is seeing her as a parent and how she navigates that and how she, seeing her just as a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As, a, as a woman, I have, I'm going to have the, the, the privilege of being within the same space with her breathing the same air with her as she goes through and navigates her life as a 20, 23 year old. I'm fascinated by that. Cause you really completely, am completely different than hers. Right. Completely different. Completely different. Completely different. Right. Right. Completely different. <laughs> I was floating around doing my thing, <laughs> yeah, living true. with friends, you know, doing all the things and then doing nothing if I want, if I chose. Mm -hmm. She as a 23 year old is a mom. Mm -hmm. Without that, you know, we have had different responsibilities at different times in our lives. So, yeah. um, you know, she she worked for corporate when I was 23. I, I was working at a volunteering somewhere, you know, had just graduated from college and right. I don't know, had to beg for food. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can live differently when there's no baby that you have to wake up to in the morning. Certainly. I imagine because I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that life. We won't get into it today, but I don't well, you that. too, you too. You're going through you you have gone through transitions yourself. So, you know, I feel like I'm in good company uh because you know, we all have our we all have our story, if right. you will. Right. And and to be and to be where we are now, in with within our age, within our life, within our just the moments that we have, we can actually have conversations about it because one, we have grown children. I mean, adult children, right? right? And different circumstances, different personalities, <laughs> but yet and still, they're they're still adults. 
Yes, they are. Uh, but that's the similarity that we have, I, I believe, because, uh, you know, the way that you navigate through some things you have and your children are older, you're, you have children that are older than mine. So you've kind of lived through some of the steps that I'm getting ready to, to live through. So uh, be on the lookout because I'm going to be calling you <laughs> for some friendly yeah, advice, I okay? Have, I've had some experiences. It's been a <laughs> Um, I have one more question. Okay, so my, my last question is, because you had the time to reflect on yourself as in your 50s during the pandemic, uh -huh. do you feel like you are a more freer parent now? Do you feel like you have released some of your, I, I think, it's not a personal thing. I think all of us as parents at some point start to feel a little bit of guilt about things that we don't feel like we touched on that we wish we would have touched on or things yes. we, we we did that we wish we had not have did. And, you know, um, have you, have you felt, do you feel like you released some of that guilt now to be able to be a ally to their new growth or do you feel like you're still more timid and want to be apologetic for what you what you weren't what you didn't give because most you know, of what you, did, you didn't have or know that you had to give so are you still are now I'm saying still like I like I've heard you tell me that you were but I know that I was in a place so let me just say I was in a place so have you ever been in the place where where the guilt um, led Over parenting. So you, it was like, like an yes. apologetic parenting at the point. Yes. That's what yes. I did. Or do, and, and if so, do you feel like you have reached a point in your own internal self that now you don't, you're not leading with apology, but you want to lead with, um, maybe more of like a friendship type of way? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the apologetic part of me that was a few years ago. And I think that, you know, we both, we, she and I both went through that storm together, if you will. Uh, and so I am no longer, I've, I've already done the apologizing. Uh, you know, she'll say things like, you didn't show me how to do, you know, write a check or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Something, I don't even know. It would be, <laughs> Mom, how come you didn't teach me how to? And I would say, you know, I, oh, I didn't even, I didn't realize that. That it's no, there's no checklist to these right. things. Right. There's no checklist. So, um, yes, I apologize for not, for not even realizing that these are the things that I may have had to uh, introduce you to and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, there's some, there's some, there's one really big thing that I, that I know that I did not do, that I wish that I did. Mm -hmm. um, and I apologized to her about that several times, but it's over with now. Um, and that that was just like on dating and you know how to get over the heartache and, and all of that, because she never saw me get over a heartache because I did that in private. I did that in the shower. I, did that. I, did, I didn't want to her to see me hurt. Mm -hmm. Sad. I, for some reason, I always felt like I had to show her this strong person who, 
who doesn't hurt, right? Um, who doesn't who doesn't cry? Uh, just to just I don't know. I felt like I needed to I needed her to not from the toxic society that we grew up in in the decades in which we grew up. I I, I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. But I also I also believe um, for me it was it was definitely a more of a shaming situation that no one no one necessarily put that on me it's just that i felt it and i i wanted her to be quote unquote proud of me or see me as her protector and her leader and her teacher and her and her all of that um but if i had to do it all over again she would see me cry she would see that my heart is broken she would see how i recovered from it mm -hmm. she would see how i grew from it <laughs> And these are all lessons, right? right. If I had a second child, I, I would probably have, not probably, I know I would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Important that we, it's so important that I think that that is one of the things that's so important that we don't realize is important until we see our child heartbroken and then right. they don't believe that we understand what they're going through because they've never seen us. Exactly. And that's exactly, that was exactly the exact situation mm -hmm. because she never saw it. She didn't think, she didn't think that I knew it. So she confided in other people yeah. because she didn't think that she could, you know, and my heart was broken, but that was my doing. Yeah. That's how we set it up. I set, I set that up, yeah. right? Unconsciously, I set, I set that up, not realizing the consequences of doing that. So yeah, so no, no apologies now. We're yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna her. It's gonna be a leadership summit when we get together. <laughs> I'm gonna have the PowerPoint. Here we go. I'm gonna let you know, I'm gonna tell you what classes are available. You sign up right. for what you want. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that's funny. <laughs> and I, I, I am hoping that she comes in with, with, um, with her adulthood as well. You know, I, I want her to be able to come in to say what she needs to say and what she, you know, whatever, whatever, however she needs to set up her life. Because I think it's, I think it's important for us to help. I mean, for us to encourage that. And, and also we learn too, because there's a youthfulness that you gain when your young adult is in your house and you relate to what they're into and you learn things that they like, which are not you know, even just the way that they communicate, the way that they listen to music, the yes. way that they work, you know, the, yeah. the confidence in how they leave out of the house and their, you know, attire and things like that. Like you, yes. you start to gain a, um, a new confidence when you're mm -hmm. like looking at them, like, wait a minute, that's how you go into the store. And they're like, yeah, ain't nobody worried about that. Ain't nobody right. worried about you. And then you're right. like, hey, the first time you tiptoe out, <laughs> and then that next time you're like, nobody was worried about me when I was at the store. I didn't even see anybody I know. I ran up to the Walmart, and now you right. I didn't see that's anybody. Right. I, I did not need to get in full Sunday clothing because the last time if I think back when I did see somebody they were not in they was in their regular runarounds you know exactly exactly so like you right. get that youthfulness but then and let me just tell you there mm -hmm. comes a different there's two things there comes a different youthfulness when you're with your grandbaby okay okay there's a different use of youthfulness because you go back even further down further. The, right 
Mm-hmm. But there also is a different kind of tired when they around. <laughs> Because the energy you had for an infant 20 years ago is yes. energy that your spirit got to you want to you listen <laughs> it's like it's like i just want to watch my show i don't right, want, right. like i don't want to talk to you man but i love you but <laughs> what else I'm like me and so like you that cheerios? you want cheerios now right in the right in the middle of abbott elementary come yeah. on <laughs> you're like i was just here and and it's not even it's when they start to talk because they don't understand boundaries that so you like you just looking at them like i <laughs> this is on though like you see it on right <laughs> and because they don't parent the way that we parented back then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. communicate you learn a whole new form of communication without even trying without I I believe it I believe it I absolutely believe it I had an opportunity to spend some time with my granddaughter uh because my daughter had a conference to to attend can I tell you I was exhausted and she was she wasn't even a year old at the time I think I think I went to bed when she went to bed it was 8 15. <laughs> it was kind of tired. I was I was counting down the days. I said, when when's your mother coming back? Because I'm oh, not made wow. for this. I am not made for this. So it'll be it'll be nice to have her yeah. here um and to grow with her and to grow with them both and them growing with me as well and seeing where I am yeah. and the things that I'm doing that 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 she has never seen me do. Yes. Right? Speaking to the people that I've never spoken to, going to the places that I've never gone to, things like that. So she'll see that part of me and I'll see that um, the part of her. And then we both get to experience the parenting together. She gets to see me as a grandmother for the first time, like really to see me yeah. in that role. Um and I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. It, it is, and I'm excited to be able to hand that child back and say, "Okay, I'll see you later. I'm away for the weekend. Have a great one. Be safe." <laughs> you already know. I'll be looking. I I will be looking forward to Big Boy Chill. It's time for a Big Boy. Right? It's time for Big Boy Chill. That's not. I that. love that. But like, I yeah. love that. Uh, I love that you all coined that the Big Boy Chill. That is Big Boy Chill. That's a phenomenal <laughs> way to say it. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I believe that you all will have a great time, um, because there's not the stresses of the pandemic and everything is new. It's so much more exploration and you are definitely freer than you were two years ago in your own self. So, you know, being able to express it and, and understanding that we're both adults here, you know, treat me as such I'm not even talking about her you for her but her for you to be able to see like you know you would like for me to treat you as a grown woman you have to also treat me as a grown woman not just your mother because I am I have been like I ain't been charging up till you get (laughs) I've been living living. (laughs) right 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 (laughs) anybody who knows me know I can't I can't start the car and pull off till the music is right. Okay. The music gets right. <laughs> so I feel like everybody got a got some, you know, some songs in their spirit that speak to them. 
So what would be a song that you can think of that represents you today? So I don't know the name of this song. <laughs> oh, I love it. We probably we're probably gonna be able to find it. Right. I I just have some of the lyrics. It's okay. it's it's a it's a it's a soca song. Okay. Um and it, the 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 words to this this song brings me back to a very celebratory time for for my family. Okay. Right. And it's <laughs> it, the 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 song the song goes drink a rum and a punch a cream a drink a rum on a Christmas morning, right? Okay, <laughs> and okay. so what that is so what that is is it's it always brings me joy no matter when that when I think of it in my deepest of sadness when I think of it it brings me joy because one I love punch a cream punch a cream is similar to. Punch of cream is similar to um, eggnog. Okay. Okay. In the United States, it's With very alcohol eggnog. in it. Yes, it okay. has alcohol in it. It has vodka in it. It has um, uh, grenadine. It has Jamaican rum in it. It has white rum. It has a lot of that in it. A place. It's going to take you to a place when you drink some. Whole place. <laughs> whole place. <laughs> A whole place of wonderful serenity, yes, You put a little ice in it. Oh my gosh! And it's one of my favorite, favorite alcoholic drinks. And and I, I'm connected to it because my aunt made it every year. I do not like the ones that are you know sold in the store. It's just a tradition that she makes it. And if you want a bottle, she'll give you a bottle of it. And, um, so that, and so it's, um, drink a rum, right? So I, I think of the family, especially the men in the family, whenever somebody comes over to the home, into your home, they offer you a drink. Okay. Not just, not a, not a drink of water, but a drink of rum. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a ritual. It's a, you, Many people go into somebody's home and they shake hands, right? And yes, we shake hands, but then we also offer, would you like to have a drink? Okay. And so when we say, would you like to have a drink? It's automatically that it's a, it's an alcoholic beverage okay. that they're offering you. Um, so that just brings back those kinds of memories, uh, positive stuff, you know, great feeling, people coming over, they're drinking, not drinking to get drunk, but just drinking. And then... Um, so it's drink a rum and a puncha cream, a drink a rum on a Christmas morning. Christmas morning, there is a whole thing we call a parang. We go from home to home to home to home, um, like a caravan. And oh. then you're singing, there's a chant that happens. There's a sing, you sing all kinds of Christmas songs and you're there for maybe a half an hour. Then you move on to another person's house. It's caroling okay. in the United States, it's caroling. Um, and that, that particular song brings me back to not just Grenada, not just Caracu, but it brings me back to even New York, you know, yeah. where, where we kept a lot of those traditions. Did y I, I know that when you were younger, lots of family lived close around each other yeah. and you lived in a Caribbean neighborhood. Yes. Was that? a tradition that was carried over here? No, 
Not at all. Do you remember any families that that did it? Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Um, the, the, the tradition the, of care Oh yes. Oh house. yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And so when I am when I am when I am in this in in Pennsylvania during that holiday season, it makes it saddens me a little bit because I I know that those in New York, the family members and, and everybody, that's what they do. They still go from home to home. And so let's say, let's say it starts at my house, right? Oh no, I, I started, I go to your house and then there's certain things that we eat and you would offer us ham and homemade bread and drinks, right? And so we spend about a half an hour in your house and then you and I, we, you get into your vehicle, I get into mine, and then the, our two of our, both of our families then go over to another person's house. Mm -hmm. So now, <laughs> and it's like we pick up people as we go. We make the rounds, uh, and it's such. And usually, you you end whoever's home that you end in. You're you're exhausted, right? Uh, but it's a fun time. So now you have like 30, 40 people and one house one house ex um, just celebrating life and celebrating each other and and celebrating god and celebrating the the year and the, or the end of the year and the beginning of the year um and that just bringing that chair into that's the the you know, C H E E R into <laughs> into the air. I know I have I have a hard time sometimes with certain words, chair, fair, bear. Um, and so that particular song brings me much comfort, much, much comfort. So that that would be it. I'll have to find the name of it and let yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna find it because I'm gonna play it in the episode a little. A oh little yes, you should. You can't should. play too much because of copyright, but you can you can, yes. can get a little bit in there. And I have Put one more island of spice in there. Yes, one more is um, and and this doesn't have to be long, but I <laughs> I want to get your gray hair conversation oh. <laughs> this is my other segment so so one of the segments is just um you know a little funny story and um if if people can't tell already we're 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 friends we're pretty close and um we've known each other for a number of years when you met me I already had the grace coming in in the yes, front of my head did, right you sure from did my grace started hitting me when I was like 20, 21. So by the time we met, there there was already gray there. You are, you are, I'm 51. Are, you are, I can't even get it out. You are 51 years old and you have how many grays? Okay. I just <laughs> found another one. <laughs> this makes how many though? How many? So, I have the grand total of two. Oh, two. Bruh. Yes, I have one Bruh. right in the middle of my head. <laughs> and I have Bruh. one. So and <laughs> I wanted to, I, I was so excited. I was so excited. 
I'm not even sure. Did I call you to say, can you yes. see my gravy? <laughs> yes, you did. And I was, was like, so I don't want to look at it. It's two <laughs> graves. They're not even right beside each other. They're not. They're not. And I'm so excited. But you know, I get my hair cut like almost every week. I ain't got nothing so, to do with it. They ain't so cutting I'm, it out. Well, that's the, that's the sad part. That means they cut it off. They're not cutting it's still there if it was there. But it's low, but it's really low. So nobody can see yeah, it. You I, can see this. No, nobody's gonna see it because it's two. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta bend down and point to it and then I look in the it. mirror while you point in the make sure you point at the right place because you don't even know yourself. Like I know, right? <laughs> I have to identify it. <laughs> okay. While I'm doing that, can you talk about why you think you're going like, like why it's important that you look for gray hair like why is it fascinating and good that you look for gray hair because for some reason you seem to like it so tell me tell me that story and I'll be right back okay so I really like looking for my gray hair because I figured as old as I am everyone else around me seemed to have gray and I'm thinking, well, where's your gray? Where in the world? And I think gray is a, is absolutely beautiful. It is very becoming. Um, my parents, they did not gray until they were much older. My grandmother didn't gray until she was much older. Um, and I really never stopped to think about it. Like in my forties, I wasn't I wasn't really thinking about it too too much then, but when I became when I turned like forty eight, I was really obsessed with not having gray hair. I mean, I wanted to know where when will it come? Will they actually come? Will they not come? <laughs> will it not grow? I'm looking at my temples because that's where it started on my dad, <laughs> and I was like, why isn't why why is it that I don't have any gray? Um, so I really count, I look for it every, almost every day as I'm brushing my hair, I, I look for, <laughs> I think, I think gray, you know, a lot of people talk about how gray brings wisdom. I mean, that's wisdom or sometimes it's like stress, just, you know, just, just, I guess being silly, but I also, I also think that there's something about growing older and that being a sign of maturity right um and a, a, a sign of I don't know almost like even like a sign of respect if you will that people may have because they see that you're gray you're and you're older although I know you grayed earlier I have another friend who was graying at in her 20s it's just the way that her the, the, our DNA is made up but there's I think there's also something about um, the beauty that it has. And I, and I, I, I wanted that. I, I used to hope that I, I would gray right in the front. Just Come on, play <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was trying to will it to happen, you know? <laughs> just right here, Lord, just give me this. Right, just, just right here on the, on the left-hand side. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you dye it? Dye it gray? It, yeah. Why don't you give it like a spot? Give give yourself the look you want. What a great because I die people 
like I know I do and I know that in my family like I've known it to always be that we're gonna die die this gray away but mm -hmm. if people die the gray away why can't you die it in that's a great idea I you know what that I, I may I may just have to do that mm, that might be nice now I, I I did go platinum for some time okay I, I think the look that I'm looking for is exactly like what you were, that what you indicated. Yeah, you I may should, have to try that. You should go head on and um, you should go head on and and that that thing. You can get you that cute little patch right there. And right there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is pointing to the very front on your left. On my left. On your left side. On my left side. You believe it was going to grow in. Like that one actor, it's a male actor. I don't know his name, but there's like a, a male actor. And he, he used to have just the little gray patch in the front of shit. Yeah. I can't remember his name though. Um, but. But you see how you remembered, right? That's something that stood out. That's somebody that actually stood out. That white patch. Yeah. Yes, the white patch. And and I mean, not to say not not to say that I'm looking to stand out, but I, I just think there's something, there's something so sexy, if you will, about <laughs> about that, about that gray. It's just, oh, it it saddens me when I see people who diet i'm like no don't do that I'm gonna bleach this up. But, but i have learned though that there are shampoos that you're supposed to use specifically for gray great yes. and that i may need to go down that avenue to see if i can like you know make it look less dull because that's a big issue with it when it come in it don't come in silvery gray and like how we see people who are 85 90 years old it comes in like a storm that don't have no respect you know? <laughs> and so when it comes in it's not it's not that look that mm -hmm. you know it's the, not a, it's not the bright sprinkle and it's not everywhere so it doesn't give you that mm -hmm. same dignity dignified look you know that people have but you know my family I I mean, it may just be ingrained in my mind though because I've grown up my whole entire life with everybody wanting to with the women in my family wanting to dye their hair because it was turning gray now, I've I never you know I know my grandma to me has always had white hair I know that that's not the truth but that's what my mind says okay, okay. <laughs> my dad um because when I remember my grandma, the, the earliest I remember my grandma, my grandma was in her mid late 40s, right? Okay. And so to me, she's always had the white hair. My dad went white early too. Um, my dad is 60 now, but his hair has been gray since he was at least 40. Oh, okay. And um, it could have been earlier than that, but I don't really remember his head. Well, when did you start turning gray? I started turning gray in my in my twenties before okay. um before I even had Cameron. I had Cameron. I was twenty four. Mm -hmm. Um okay. So I yeah I was about twenty two, and my little cousin kept being like, "What's that right there?" <laughs> but, oh, you got one right there. So Carlos was he was he was calling them out. Earlier, I was like, "Look, little dude, like we can't." <laughs> <laughs> there, there so were it's definitely a family thing. Then it's and, definitely so. Yeah, I remember, and my mom, 
um, dyed her hair as well. I don't oh. remember when my mom started dyeing her hair, but for me, she's always dyed her hair. So, and I don't know if it was because it was going gray or if she just was dyeing it because she liked dyeing her hair. But either way, I've always known the women in my family other than my grandma to dye their hair. So maybe it's just a thing in me that's just like, I got to dye my hair. Maybe, maybe. But, uh, but I think, I mean, I, you know, it, it, it may be the thing that's in you. And it's also, it's also tradition, maybe that, that, that unconscious thing that we do sometimes because of what other people have done or what we have seen done. I've never seen, I've never seen anybody, none of my aunts, my mom, my grandmother never, ever have dyed their hair. Mm -hmm. ever so yeah. I don't you know I I just went on a went out on a limb one day because I said oh I wonder what this whole platinum thing would look like and I thought it was so great I wanted it to be wider and wider and okay. wider <laughs> so yeah maybe time to come around come back around circle around have them salt and pepper you up a little bit you know I think that's a that's a good thing. Then, they got all kind of stuff going now that they could, you know, make make you. I mean, because remember, Lexi went gray. Remember yes. she her, her hair gray? I yes. thought it was really cute. But I get haircuts often. So so it doesn't always pay for me to to have something permanent in because I yeah I get my haircut um, yeah, quite often. You can get a thing to, to have a look, you know. I think I think it would be good to explore at least, you know, just to see. At this point, they probably got a spray, because I know somebody who sprays their hair black when they go play. Really? Yes, they told it's a woman. She told me that when she goes out, mm -hmm. she just go ahead on and spray it so that it's black all over and you don't see the thing, and then go home and wash it out. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. Well, I at this phase of my life. I am open <laughs> to put that white spray on. You know, I don't know what it will look like. But... You don't know about the dyes, but back in the day, they used to have one where you could, where you supposed to be able to do like your highlights. So then you would put it, this net thing over your head that had um, oh, the holes in the it. You pull it out. And you just had to, it never looked good. It never looked, <laughs> <laughs> it never looked good, but we tried. We did a thing. We tried to do it. I don't know. <laughs> find you like a small net that just hits you a couple of places, bam, 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 up in the front and keep it pushing. We like may have to do that. That the um, boy bands had, like it came out like those bad streaks, like boy right, bands. Right, right. <laughs> but i'm open i'm open to it I'm you know this is time for, better now <laughs> this is a time to live and 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 um step out and try different things and why not why not but yes so i yes i have two strands of gray <laughs> um I, I have a feeling i may have one or two in the back though you know i haven't haven't been able to really explore that too much <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time i see you i'll just be like turn it around let's get the count and pull out yes. a magnifying glass or something because yeah. yeah. you do you do wear your hair low but we'll see <laughs> we'll yeah. see if we, i can help you out with that um yeah. i really appreciate this time i think that this was a great conversation um yes. thank you so much thank you thank you for um having me thank you for the conversation and <laughs> the reminiscing really you know 
<laughs> so that's what that I'm was- here for. It, mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's just that um, I realize that I know lots of people in this age group, the middle ages. However, I don't, I don't remember having any conversations about the middle ages. So mm-hmm. I thought that this would be a great way to give women the opportunity to speak on some things that we don't get in big groups and have conversations about, or that I haven't heard people getting in big groups and having conversations about. So mm-hmm. thank you for speaking to the masses and giving them um, a sample and a taste and hopefully sparking some conversations with friends and family of their own about um, these situations. And um, hopefully we find that song so we can go ahead on and um, play it out. <laughs> play it out. If I find it, I will definitely send it to you. Right. But thanks again for having me. This thank was great. You. Appreciate it. All right. Bye, everybody.